Guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. <laughs> Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome into the happy hour here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. I am Rico, joined by one Nathan Brennan. What up, what up? Nicholas Sainert is out today. He uh, had himself a really long night and uh, has another productive day in in store today. He was was on the call last night for the Westside Gretna game, which was a thriller, and saw a scholarship offer go out to a player. Uh, following the game, well, did you see that the tweet he sent? It said re-offer. So he was. So do you know what that means? Westside's kicker, and I can't think of his name right now, and I feel like an idiot. Um, went five for five last night, including a fifty-yarder and and a forty, which was good yarder. from sixty-five. Oh yeah, the fifty was great, he and including a forty-three-yarder, I believe, to win the game for Westside to win the state championship. Um, he he says he was re-offered because he was offered a preferred walk-on spot, a preferred walk-on scholarship, whatever it is. Um, earlier this year, okay. but now they, they re-offered him All and are right. offering him a full scholarship. Good for him. So five for five, including a fifty-yarder that would have been good from even further away. <laughs> yeah. So he gets that himself a scholarship smashed. offer from from Mickey Joseph and the squad. But Nick Sainer was on the call. had a had a fantastic call on that one, and he's doing two more games today. Yeah. Got class B and Class C one today. He uh, apparently had a very long night. I guess Jake Sorensen came in this morning for his show at 6 a.m. And Nick was here. <laughs> That's always weird. And I don't know if he's, I don't know if he slept, but he mm. came in and was doing some homework and cut some clips up and did a whole bunch of stuff. So Nick so had a busy, yeah. Nick had a busy busy night. And he yeah. you know came in. He left after Jake came in, and then he came back and he bored off to the show for uh, the drive with AD and Raf. And uh, then he left. He went to the press conference, and he's just staying out there because he's got a, another game to call, uh, the Class B game. I Which I'm pretty sure is at 2.30, so that'll eat into uh, on the block in some of old school. Yeah. Old school pick up probably around, like, I don't know, 4.45, 5 o'clock. Something like that. How long do these games usually last? Like two hours, two and a half? 
I don't know. They have like the halftime thing. Sometimes they do presentations of some some stuff, some scholarships, maybe like the the sportsmanship trophy. So do they do them all at Memorial Stadium? Uh, yes, except for six man. The six man championship is out in Kearney at UNK. Shout out to my alma. So even if it's a school in Western Nebraska, they're traveling all yes. the way to Memorial Stadium. Yes, Scott's Bluff did that when they were playing the Class B championship. I don't know who's in the Class B championship. See, I, that's we're gonna, just so We're gonna crazy have Nick to me. call in. Uh, we might have Nick for the second segment, ask him about his call and ask him about the games um, for today. So I also we'll think it's, it's interesting that they do it on a Monday and a Tuesday. Virginia, we do it Black Friday, Saturday. Mm. So it's right after Thanksgiving. And we split it up between quite a few fields. So it's played at, I know UVA is one of them. How many Liberty Liberty have? is one of them, six. Six? So we have six. So the ones that play here, A, B, C one, C two. I think that's it. So you got, and that's a little bit different too. We just do one A to six A. Six A is the highest. One A is the no, lowest. No, because then they do single eight, A. Eight man championships here as well. I think there's two classes of eight man. So there's that. And I then think the six we man have championships are out. We game. have eight man, but we don't have six man. Hmm. Okay, we have eight. You ever seen six man football? I've never seen it. It is electric. I've never seen it. What's the? What would be the closest place to here that would have six man? I couldn't tell you. It'd probably be a decent ways away. Maybe. Because for the most part, I mean, there's, what, Class B schools around here, a few Class A. A, B, there's some C schools. And it's like the, the private schools. I think Parkview Christian is is eight-man, yeah. I believe. We just we so did it a little bit different. I, because It's between a few schools. And I, I, I don't know if maybe it's regionally. I don't know how they decide, but I know that they've done it between a few schools. Also in Virginia, though, there's quite a few schools that you can pick from. If you're not going to play in Nebraska, where are you can play? UNK, maybe? Yeah. I mean, Wesleyan has a football complex. They, they have a football field, yeah. It's okay. not the biggest, but yeah, it's there's also that. Uh, I mean, you, you play at play, Memorial. You could play it at um, Seacrest. Seacrest is pretty big. Seacrest is pretty big. Seacrest, but nah, but that, a lot of kids already play there. You don't want them to play their state championship there. That ain't right. No, you gotta make I mean during COVID, you gotta make play, an experience. During COVID, they played them at uh, at at higher seated sites, and apparently it was really nice. Really? Yeah. Well, they they didn't want people traveling to Memorial Stadium, right. and All that, so they just played right. them at whoever was the highest seed. And they Interesting. Played them there. All right. I guess it can work. Apparently, it was really cool. So I'm getting some texts in right now on the text line. You guys can join in the conversation. 402-464-5685. Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarger Heyman text line. And also on the Sarger Heyman Jewelers Live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, and all that jazz on all of those platforms. Oh, especially yeah! on YouTube. We want you guys to follow us on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and like the videos so that they pop up on more people's feeds and they watch us and, and everybody has a grand time listening to exactly what I say. Um, so I've got some people texting in right now. D1 and D2 also play at Memorial. So yeah, I was right. I know that. Uh, Sterling has six, man. That's 40 miles south. So that's not too far. Mm, not I, too- I really do need to go to a six-man game because I've never seen it before. What is it? Three down linemen? Mm, I believe so. So three down I linemen, I, I've watched it quarterback. like twice. It was when I was in college. I don't, it's been a while. And then maybe a running back and a receiver? Something like that. It's electric, though. I know that. How many? Well, all right. Let me ask the text line this then. How many kids go to that school if you're playing six? Oh, I couldn't football? tell you that. That's the thing. It's it's just been tougher for me to grasp. Is the one thing is just the sizes of some of the schools in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, they, we get saw small schools in in Virginia, of course. But my graduation class in high school was 650 kids. See, I graduated with 400 and 
Hold on. Well, you're from 486. Well, that's Bellevue West. Yeah. Is that class A? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. But I know Bingo. some central classes are like Omaha Central, Omaha South, some of those other. There are bigger class A schools. Mm-hmm. Um, they have around, they have a lot of people graduating at one time. So, you know, it's it's just a thing. There's a lot it's of, all over lot, the place. I don't, I don't know the, uh, I'd have to look up the exact uh, number for what class each is, but there is, and, and I've heard it from my wife and some other people who went to smaller schools, some discrepancies between schools in the smaller classes where they will turn kids away from attending their school so that they can drop down a class or so they can stay in a certain class because they're so dominant that they continue to Really? Win. Yeah. Because don't, don't those six-man games end like 80 to 85 yes. or something yes. like it's that? it's crazy. I'm going to have to go see that. Yeah, somebody says Parkview Christian, um, which is here in Lincoln, won the six-man championship. And I saw some complaints about that because they're like, oh, it's the city of Lincoln. Like, you Yeah, have wait, what? How does that from. work out? It's a, it's a private school. So they only have a certain amount of people who go there, so they play six so it's a little bit more selective. Yeah. All right. The more I'm learning about Nebraska, I appreciate you guys. See, this is what and you know <laughs> this is what the text line's for is to educate me on the history of Nebraska so high school football things. in Nebraska. I loved it. High school football is so much fun. And and the game last night, I didn't get to watch all of it, but I watched some, I know I turned it on sometime in the second quarter and Gretna was down. 30-whatever to 20-whatever. They were down a decent amount, and I was confused. I was like, wait, this is this also, should be closer than it is. And then, of course, I fell asleep, and when I woke up, obviously the game was over, and I see the score, and I'm like, dang it, I missed I know, the good no, one. the highlights were electric. It I, was awesome. I, I hated myself. I missed, a, I missed a great game. I want you to tell me, because this is the one thing that I don't understand, too, because I was a little bit late to the party on this. I know Zane Flores, obviously, filthy. He's going to Oklahoma State. Yes. What is it? So, who is to blame for Nebraska not offering him? Because I've heard some Verdusco and I've heard some Frost. Uh, both. But even if it's okay, but even in that circumstance, I don't understand. So, you're telling me that at no point in time Nebraska offered him? No. That, that is, is just that is the story that, that, that is I have heard. Mind blowing to me. It is very crazy. That is mind blowing to me. So he's been, I believe, he's been the starter for Gretna for two, three years, and I mean, if you go back. I'm trying to think of like the quarterbacks that they've had in each class, and I, I don't know at what point why they thought that Zane Flores wouldn't be be a good quarterback to offer. But I mean, in this class, especially all the quarterbacks you keep on a roster, how many quarterbacks class, are under scholarship on Nebraska's roster right now? Seven, eight? No, hold on, hold on, hold on. You tell me you can't Casey, be one of those? Are you kidding me? Casey, Logan, Chuba, Harburg, Torres, Torres, Masker, Masker's not on scholarship. I think it's only five. What about the kid from Hastings? He's not on scholarship. He's a walk-on. All right, so five. So I think it's only five. But in this class, I don't believe they had a quarterback under their uh, on their like committed or or I don't know who they were recruiting uh, until Whipple got here and they got William Watson. I know that they were you know sending out feelers and recruiting a bunch of quarterbacks, right. but they didn't have any committed until Whipple got here and, and William Watson committed, and that's for this class, which is. The Zane Flores class. Unbelievable. I, so just don't, I don't know who, who is to blame for not offering Zane Flores a scholarship, but I do know that that is a miss in terms of yes, how much how much coaching staffs have talked about keeping the talent in state and not wanting to let the most talented players in the state leave the state. Missing on Zane Flores is a 
is a huge miss. That's one of the bigger misses, too, and I know that, obviously, Joe Burrow's one of the names that comes up, too. I just don't understand. Again, I, he was from Ohio. A lot of, okay, but the connection to no, Nebraska, I, <laughs> he said he wanted to come to Nebraska, whatever have you. And everyone says hindsight's twenty twenty. At the same time, though, even if this kid doesn't start, are you telling me that's not a kid you want in your locker room? A kid that's from the state of Nebraska, that understands the program, understands the tradition, understands the history of Nebraska. I don't understand how, even if he's not going to be the starter, or maybe he's a a guy that you need to work on, a guy that needs to get in the weight room more, maybe a guy that needs to improve his passing. I have no idea what circumstance it would be. I just don't understand how at any point in time you're like, you know what, at least that's a guy to have in the locker room. At least that's a guy that you want that's a part of your program. Even if he's not going to play. I just don't get it. That, that is that is one and, and Virginia does this all the time. Is Virginia Tech will find the kids that are the best kids in Virginia and they won't offer them. Or they'll find the four stars, the three stars, they won't offer them. And it just makes no sense to me. It's the one thing that I've never understood. I don't get it. It's, I don't get it. It's very confusing because, as you said, even if he's not going to be a starter and and you have somebody who's going to be in front of him for get him in the locker a couple room of least. years. Well, if you're going to have somebody in front of him who's going to be in front of him for a couple of years, maybe, it's still competition in the locker room. It's competition on the practice field. And also, you never know when you're going to lose one, two, possibly even three quarterbacks during right. the season. Right. And you're going to have to play right. somebody. And having somebody as talented as Zane Flores is, and I'm not saying that he's automatically, you know, day one, you know, as a freshman starter, but no. he has all of the things that you're looking for in a quarterback, the intangibles, the arm strength, the 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 the, the knowledge, and everything he does, he does at a very high level, and that's somebody who you would want to have as a as a backup, as a third string, you know, in his in his second or third year, and then somebody who could take over your program when he's ready mm-hmm. and be a solid quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's 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 mind blowing, it's confusing, it's frustrating. From everything that we know, and Nick mentioned it on his broadcast last night, Mickey Joseph and the staff went into Zane and and you know talked to him and saw and were trying to see if there was any way that they could you know possibly get him to mm-hmm. you know consider Nebraska again. But his mind was set on Oklahoma State, and he, he's you know going to be it's a just a miss. This season. Did you also see what's interesting about the kicker from last night? I can't remember his name too. Text line help us out with that one. Um, he also said that he had a great discussion with Mickey Joseph, which, again, I don't want to read too much into it because that's basically whatever Husker fan does. And at this point, we're just spitballing and just throwing out names. Mm-hmm. And Mickey Joseph is still one of those names. So I just think it's interesting that in the tweet that talked about he's been reoffered scholarship at Nebraska, hopefully that means that he's going to commit and that that happens soon. He still went out of his way to mention Mickey Joseph. And that's another one of those things that we talk about, Rico, and we talk about all the time, is mm. that, yes, you have guys like Garrett Nelson that say they love Scott Frost, and they say the same thing about Mickey Joseph. But then you also have the same thing, like, I, mean, I know Casey Thompson was the perfect example. Everyone was saying, okay, Casey Thompson said that he loves Scott Frost and all that. The way that they speak about a coach is different. When Like, when you are given a question, you can always say, okay, I respect the coach. I think he's done a good job. I wish him the best. For you to go in two three-minute intervals rants about how great of a guy he is, how much he means to you, when you're tweeting about an offer and you're going out of your way to mention the interim head coach as a part of that conversation when you're offered a scholarship, mm-hmm. that means something. And I think that's that's the one thing that we keep 
missing about Mickey Joseph, and I know some people have mentioned it too, but then other people say, okay, it's done. It's wins and losses. Well, I think it's a little bit more involved than that. I hate that. I think it's a little bit more involved than that. I, I hate that because the thought process before Mickey Joseph took over was that this team was hopefully going to make a bowl game, but not going to win more than... They were not going to win more than seven games. They weren't going to win more than six. They weren't going to win more than five. That was the thought process from a lot of people coming in. Right. They have two wins when Mickey Joseph takes over, and all of a sudden he has to get to a bowl game, and he has to win seven games. And he has well, to they win actually this, only and had one win, and it was against North Dakota. They had one oh, yeah, win you're when right. Mickey they only Joseph had one. took over. You're right, you're right. They because only had they one lost win. to Georgia yeah. Southern. So they only had worry. one win, and it, was, and it was, well, now you have to make a bowl game. It's like, well, the easy part of your schedule is done. Now you're entering the meteor schedule, and you want him to win five more games? And I, and I understand that the, with what's happened at Nebraska, I get that everyone wants wins. They're tired of the close losses. I understand all that. I, I, I understand the frustration there. But when you look at the way that these kids talk about a Mickey Joseph, when there are recruits that are tweeting about Mickey Joseph, when there are guys that literally commit to Nebraska, there was the running back from Louisiana the other day that said, I committed here because of a great conversation and in talking with Mickey Joseph. Mm -hmm. That goes a long way in deciding your head coach. So because he's excited to be coached by Mickey Joseph for the next four years. That's the like that's the reality of college football. And I know that everyone wants to look at wins and losses and production and what happens on the field and I get that. I understand that. I, I'm not I'm not poo pooing that mentality. Poo poo it. Do it. But the thing that I don't think that, that we're talking about enough is at a place like Nebraska, you can't just sell that you're Georgia, you're Alabama, you're Clemson, like that's not a selling point. Like you having a guy like Mickey Joseph, and not now. Okay, it wasn't the nineties. Yeah. Not now. Having a guy like Mickey Joseph, that is a selling point. You have to have these selling points. Facilities is a great one. NIL is a great one. Fan the best support. college fan base in the country, a great one. On like one of the most, one of the prettiest campuses in the Midwest, a selling point. But unfortunately, these schools like Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, you know what else they're selling? championships, going to the NFL, like tradition. And these things are things that Nebraska has had, and I think that Nebraska will have again. But you need all the help you can get right now. You need all the help you can get, and having a guy like Mickey Joseph in the room is crucially important. So before we say, let's just throw Mickey Joseph to the side, I think we really need to take a second. And if Trev doesn't know the guy, and he doesn't have a guy, then I think that I think that fans need to seriously think Mickey Joseph could be that guy because this is because this is the thing I think that Trev probably has a pretty good idea and now I'm not I'm just speculating I don't I've not been in those discussions I have not been in the rooms I'm just saying you would assume that by now Trev probably has a guy in your opinion I have an opinion that you know, Trev probably has a guy if he doesn't. What are you going to do? It's because really, this it's really coaching late in the process this, to not have somebody. Bingo. This coaching carousel, we saw it this time last year, Rico. It is the Wild West. Things are going to go crazy as soon as this as soon as cuz it wasn't even it was before or, or or a little bit after the college football playoff had had completed itself and things went wild. And I think this one with Brian how many Kelly. Power 5 jobs are open mm -hmm. because last year it wasn't a lot of open Power no, 5. No, it was jobs. just a lot of movement. This one with all these open Power 5 jobs, I think you're going to see a lot more movement, a lot more coaches deciding after the season is over if they're not in 
uh, champion college or uh, conference championship games, if they're not you know going to the playoff, if they just have a bowl game to go to, they're going to see a lot more coaches making that move. I agree because getting to getting to be with your team, getting to be at that new school before um, the transfer portal opens up, before you can officially you know before everybody enters the transfer portal and and before early signing day, which is turned into regular signing day, happens, <laughs> yeah, and you can seriously. convince those guys that you had going to your other school to to join you at this new school, mm-hmm. you're going to see a lot more movement as soon as this season ends. Right, and and that's the thing too is Brian Kelly is a perfect example. Notre Dame was not officially out of the playoff race, and he already said that he was leaving. Yeah, he's like, I'm out. Notre Dame could have been in the playoff with an interim head coach. Now, Marcus Freeman ended up getting the job, but at the time, he was the interim head coach. It would have been really interesting. I just think that it, it needs to happen sooner than later, and everyone says that I'm a pro-Mickey guy. I'm not I'm not a pro-anybody guy. At this point, I'm, I've am i reached the point I trust that Trev is going to make the best decision for Nebraska. And to be honest with you, it can't get much worse. It can't get much worse. I mean, I'll admit it. I'm, I'm pro-Mickey. I think that Mickey would do a great job. But whoever gets, I the, think head coach, too. Whoever gets the head coaching job, I'll support. But that's the thing. That's is, how it is. I, I support Mickey, too. But I know that there's a lot of big names out there. And there are a lot of names that, that fans want. And that, that probably would be a home run big time higher. And I'm okay with that, too. I'm just saying it needs to happen sooner than later. I can't agree more with you. It has to. I cannot agree more with you. But on that note, we are going to head to a break. We will welcome Nick Sainert in. He's joining us on the stream to talk about last night's game between Westside and Gretna and to give us a little bit of insight into the Class B and C1 games that he'll be calling tonight. You're listening to The Happy Hour on 93.7 The Ticket. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Oh, 